I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. Freaking first cut. Golly. Sia Jad is here to help break down the DraftKings pricing. Sia. Wow. Soft pricing for a major championship. And we've got master's information out early, my friend. So every Monday around like one o'clock when DraftKings pricing comes out, I'm always super excited. It's almost like when an NCAA bracket comes out for most people for March Madness. I have that feeling every Monday. And so now, like obviously, you know, got the Valero, but the Masters, we already have the pricing. This is so awesome. It's insane. Uh, Greg Ducharme is here. Greg, I've probably said this before. I would, as a uh, quote, content creator i would pay lots of money to have the pricing out early every single week we only get it for the big events it adds a different layer uh, of strategy because some of these guys are going to play the valero texas open so there's going to be inherent changes to this but getting it early is like getting a jump start on the whole week yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting, and I, th- I think there's a couple players in particular that you're looking at at the Valero who could have massive value jumps. Um, and I, what I think is really interesting about that is what it does to ownership. For instance, Rory McIlroy wins next week; he's at 10k flat. What do you what what is that going to do to his ownership? It's probably going to skyrocket. So do you do you play him? Do you fade him? What what do you do in that in that scenario? So I, I think it's great to have it early, um, before this tournament even starts. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right, well let's pull up the cheat sheet here. This is from my website rickrungood.com, and uh, it only took one day for Scotty Scheffler as the new number one player in the world Sia to uh be graced at the top of the DraftKings pricing cuz he's $11,000 and he's the only golfer on the slate at $11,000. John Rahm is 108, DJ Dustin Johnson 10,500 with Justin Thomas at 103, Colin Morikawa at 102, Victor Hovland at 101 and Rory McIlroy as Greg alluded to a flat $10,000. So Sia, we not only have kind of a new guy at the top, but we've got a large $10,000 range because of the depth of this field. How do we start to parse this thing out? First of all, wow. First of all, the the, the 10000 and above, these are all the guys that should be there. I mean, yeah. they, they, they didn't mess this part up. Not that they do all the time anyway, but, you know, when we were looking at the Valero, we saw some some interesting things in the 9000 range in particular. This is this is a great field. Listen, I'm not going to be on Scotty Scheffler. Like that's, I, I don't, 
I don't like the fact that he is the most expensive guy. And I like so many other guys, including John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, and Roy McIlroy, to, to name a few. Those are the ones that jump out to me the most in terms of guys I think I'm going to play the most. We'll have to see how ownership sort of, you know, parses itself out. And the, the ownership game is really interesting because people will start filling lineups out a lot earlier and the information as to who's popular and who isn't will be out a lot earlier and therefore the pivots will happen a lot earlier so it's going to be really interesting to see ownership kind of bounce back and forth as we go through the next you know seven or eight days with all that said my favorites here are john rom dustin johnson rory mcelroy and if i had to rank them you know i i gotta see how rory plays but i'd probably put rory first believe it or not and then dj and then john rom yeah, the $800 discount from uh, John Rahm to Rory McIlroy, Greg, is certainly appealing. I do think, I, I really believe that a lot of Rory's ownership is going to be de uh, dependent on how he plays the Valero Texas Open. You mentioned it. He wins, he's going to be the most popular guy on the slate because there's going to be $1,000 worth of built-in value. If he, God forbid, misses the cut, I think that changes a lot of stories or maybe he finishes T43 and it's just kind of, we saw some good, we saw some bad, who knows? So Rory McElroy, as of right now, the X factor on this slate. Yes, um, he's the the top guy to watch, uh, and and even more so than Jordan Spieth because you know, regardless of what Spieth does this week, you know he's still going to be a favorite going to Augusta. It, it's one of those places that he just he loves, and when he gets to Augusta National, something special happens, and I think people have caught on to that. So his form will have an effect, but a l smaller effect than that of Rory McIlroy. Um, I think in this range, my favorites would be, I, I, I can't look past Justin Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think he's, I, I mean, I, I don't know if he's my number one right now, but he's right up there. Uh, DJ is extremely attractive as well. Uh, so the top of this board is just really hard, but I, I think I lean with Yusia where Scotty looks like he's going to be a fade. The the Justin Thomas thing is quite interesting because he was remember he was trending right he finished seventeenth he finished twelfth he finished fourth and then Greg remind me that twenty first in twenty twenty one he was in the mix on I want to say it was Saturday that's when we got the yeah. weather delay that's when Hideki went to his car and played on his phone and came back and went nuts and that was when JT made I think he made a triple and kind of played himself out of it in one hole. He made a triple on 13. Okay. Now, if you remember, he, he was he had just won the players mm -hmm. and he hit he was hitting that shot, that rope hook. Yeah. And it, and you're looking at that saying, well, there's so many holes at Augusta where that's gonna work. And um, and he got to 13, and I think he kind of got carried away with it. He played it on Friday and hit it in the water on the left, um, in, in Ray's Creek Tributary, and I think made either a five or six. And then the next day he hit it way right into the trees and then had to punch out and then hit it in the water and made a mess of it and was done. And so I'm very curious to see if he learns from that mistake because that, that finishing position is, uh, is skewed for sure by one mistake. And it, it's something that is, I think you can learn from that. And the relationship with JT and tiger, I think is going to be a really important one. Um, and and so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But he he's probably my top guy. DJ is right there with him this week. 
yeah, if you did the Olympic scoring where you throw out the best hole and the worst hole for everybody, it looks a lot better for JT thanks to that big number he made. Okay, see, as we're already kind of talking through this very early $10,000 range, we're talking about a lot of guys with experience here. Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, DJ is right in the middle. We know experience is a key factor, and already with the way the conversation has gone, uh, we haven't said Colin Morikawa's name yet. We haven't said Victor Hovland's name yet. Do you think that they will, when this all settles and the dust clears, they'll be on the lower end of ownership in this range? Yeah, I do, until everybody realizes that everybody's glommed on to Dustin Johnson and Roy McElroy and, and Justin Thomas, and then they're like, oh, wow, nobody's playing Colin Morikawa. I'm going to shift you know, to him or Victor Hovland, which totally makes sense. In fact, uh, by the way, I'm a little surprised they were priced ahead of Roy McIlroy. I don't think it's a really big deal, but I, I would have thought maybe Roy would, would eclipse them. With that said, I think they're both good plays. I think you can play the ownership game when it comes to the both of them. I suspect when we start seeing some real numbers coming in with like a good sample size of people who have actually submitted lineups, I think you're going to find Colin and Victor you know, on the lower end, if not at the bottom of this 10K range from an ownership standpoint. So for me... I, I'm leaning Victor Hovland, believe it or not, over Colin Morikawa uh, if I'm debating the two. But yeah, they're, they're both going to be good plays. For me, it's not a preference unless the ownership is so drastically different between these blue bloods, if you will, uh, that that I, I, I'm almost forced to do the pivot. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain. Those numbers do not add up to me. And I know it can be confusing the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple. And that's where super feet comes into play. These super feet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. All right, let's move on down to that $9,000 range because, Greg, in major championships, this is always the most jarring range because you get just absolute studs, absolute stallions uh, for $9,000 or so. Cam Smith may be the hottest player on the planet outside of Scotty Scheffler's 9900 Jordan Spieth back in the mix at 98 Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay, Brooks Kepka, our defending champion, Hideki Matsuyama. We round this whole thing out with Will Zalatoris, Bryson DeChambeau, and Daniel Berger. And the way that 
I see this. So uh, what do we got? We got Bryson playing the Valero. We have uh, Hideki playing the Valero and Spieth playing the Valero. Those are the only three guys, right? By my quick check. Right, right. That's, that's right. Okay, so so those guys certainly have a chance to kind of move their public sentiment. But as we look at this very early, how do we start to break down the $9,000 range? Well, um, there's one guy that's really jumping off the page to me, and it's Brooks Kepka. He's sitting at 94. You got to be kidding me. I mean, he, he's missed the cut here once last year, and he shouldn't even have been playing. He was he was injured. Um, and before that, you have a tied seventh in 2020. You have a tied second in 19, and he should have won that tournament. Uh, he should have beat Tiger. Yeah. He he had five three putts that week and hit it in the water uh, into into Ray's Creek at twelve. He has a tied eleventh before that. I mean he he gets this place, and I think he's in better form than he's been in any of those years coming in. So um, he or, or as good at least as good. So he is very attractive to me. He's the first guy that I look to, um, but I, I also think uh, Xander Shoffley is and and Patrick Cantlay are sneaky. And because they didn't get out of their group in the match play, um, I, I think it looks a little worse than it is. And I think they played better and got match played. So I, I think they're very interesting too. And of course, Spieth and Cam Smith are interesting as well. So the whole the whole range is full of great options. And if Will Zalatoris puts the way he did in the match play, we, I mean, how do you leave him off? He came, he came in second last year. And he's a, he seems to have made a real change in his putting stroke. And so that, I mean, that uh, quells some worries for me. So, I, I mean, this this range from literally from top to Bryson is very playable. <laughs> uh, Sia, are we speething or not speething? Or does the Valero matter? I mean, first of all, bulletin board, uh, bulletin board material for Daniel Berger as he gets left off the, the list by Greg Ducharme. Uh, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Spieth probably gets left off for me. Uh, but again, you know, we're talking about the Valero. I expect I don't expect it. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Spieth plays really well at the Valero. And if that happens and we think his swing is in check, yeah, he's certainly in play here. But I, I like so many other guys, I don't think I'm getting to Jordan Spieth. It's probably going to be Cameron Smith and Patrick Cantlay for me. I know we have certain narratives about Patrick Cantlay that we like to talk about, and they're all justified. But Cantlay is the type of guy where, and I know this isn't like actually predictive or, or statistically backed, but as soon as the whole community is like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with Patrick Cantlay, that's when he pops and wins like two out of three tournaments. And in this field, if you wanted to start your lineup, I'm not suggesting it yet, but if you wanted to start your lineup with like Patrick Cantlay, and Cameron Smith, for example, or Patrick Cantley, and then go down to like Brooks or Hideki or even Daniel Berger, Will Zalatoris. I don't have a problem with that because I think if Patrick Cantley was on somewhat of a good run, let's say he's he was like a little bit more competitive, he'd be right there with Cameron Smith and Rory in the pricing, maybe you higher. Either, you either always play Patrick Cantley or you never play Patrick Cantley because trying to pick and choose is uh, a fool's errand there. Uh, Zalatoris at 9,200 feels like he's going to be popular. He's playing well as of late. He had the runner up finish. He's a young American that a lot of guys like. I just, I, I think uh, as the week goes on or as the, you know, more than a week goes on, he's going to grow in prop popularity. Let's move on down to the 8K range. I'm not going to rattle all these guys off, but there is a giant, huge, lurking name at $8,500. It's Tiger 
Woods. We are live on a, what is it, Tuesday evening. And uh, I think we have all gotten to the point where we're fairly confident Tiger Woods is going to play the Masters this year, which is shocking in itself. But now, Greg, we have to decide, uh, one, if Tiger's playing, are we playing him because he is priced right in between Sam Burns, fresh off of victory. Sung J M also won this season. We haven't seen Tiger Woods play a competitive event on uh, in an official World Golf ranking event in 17 months. Right, and I, I don't think it's very smart to play him um, unless it's a fanfare play. Right, it, it, it's, if Sia has some crazy narrative lineup where everybody has to have an animal name, uh, <laughs> then yeah, maybe he, maybe he gets in there. But I, I don't think there's a realistic expectation for him to play and compete. You have a withdrawal risk. You have a, uh, a, a really late withdrawal or a, a third round withdrawal risk. It could happen at any time. And, and then you have uh, the risk, of course, of rust. So I think it would be uh, a mistake to play him, especially when Sam Burns is sitting one spot ahead of him. I mean, Sam Burns has been uh, close to a Scotty Scheffler kind of year. It hasn't been as, as tight together, and he missed three cuts in a row. But he has played phenomenal golf and just won the Valspar for his second win of the year. So um, and and in the last twelve months, his third win. So I, I think Sam Burns is extremely interesting. Um, and then there are options below too. Uh, I mean, there are some really good plays even below Tiger. So I, I think he. I, I don't think there's a great opportunity to play him here. Uh, Sam Burns will be teeing it up in the Masters for the first time, believe it or not. But that's kind of the way the whole calendar uh, figured itself out. Uh, Greg, I'm going to ask you the same thing in just a second. But see, uh, just give me one guy. Who's who's the guy that we're making a case for in this $8,000 range for this year's Masters? So it's so funny you asked. It, it, almost, it almost seems scripted because before you asked that question, I was going to suggest, hey, you can kind of skip this range. And I think a lot of people are going to be thinking that they're going to be thinking, let me pile up some nine, 10 K guys, and then just go right down to the seven K where I see a lot of, of talent that we'll talk about in a second. I want to say Shane Lowry, but I don't know that this is the best course for him and his results are okay, but they're, they're, you know, not great. At least if we're looking at the last four years, like we're looking at on YouTube. I mean, I think Louie makes sense. If I had to pick a guy, I don't think I want to do Burns because of the lack of experience I'm not interested in Sungjae. Believe it or not, I'm going down maybe to – I can't believe I'm saying this. It's early. Adam Scott. Adam Scott is a little intriguing to me Scott. here. I, I knew you were going to say Adam Scott, and I'll tell you what. I don't disagree. I'm not an Adam Scott guy. He's played much better, much more sustainably, and, of course, you've got the history here at Augusta National. I, I See, I think you're onto something, my friend. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not a play, you know. Listen, when you want to take down like a tournament on DraftKings, there, there's probably going to be some plays you're uncomfortable with because oh, by the way, if you're comfortable with all your plays, everybody else is probably playing those plays as well to a to a large degree. So there are going to be some guys that you, you just kind of have to grit your teeth a little bit. And I and I think in this field, Adam Scott's kind of one of those guys, but but I absolutely think he has the pedigree to pop here and experience. Uh, one guy in the $8,000 range, Greg, that you've got to go to battle with. Who is it? Well, I, I think um, I think Burns is my guy, but the experience is something I'm going to have to sit on a little bit. i got to think about it because it's a great point. 
Um, so the other guy who I, I think has really learned the golf course, Sia, you mentioned him, but Shane Lowry, I, I see a real improvement here. And, um, and, and with his iron play and his strategy and style, I, I think this year, especially with the form he's coming in with, uh, and, and the trend he's on at this golf course, last four years, miscut, miscut, tied 25th, tied 21st. I like that trend. Um, and, and I think there's a, a opportunity here for him to pop. He's played six events here. It's a really nice amount of experience. And, and there have been a lot of guys in his age group who have learned the course one after, you know, their ninth start or so. And he's not quite there yet, but I, I think he's heading in the right direction and a really, really valuable play. Also, do not forget that when he thought the golf gods took away the Honda from him with that downpour on 17 and 18, he offered <laughs> up a little nugget of something like, well, they can make it up to me in a couple of weeks in Georgia, which is like, hey, throwing that out there to the golf gods. Uh, maybe I've got a green jacket coming my way. Let's get down into that value range here. That's what I'm going to call the $7,000 range and beyond. See, I'm not going to name all of these guys, but I'm just kind of looking through the pricing. You've got a couple of past champions here in Patrick Reed at 7,400, Bubba Watson at 7,300. You've got some kind of younger guys coming up. Max Homa is here at 71. What is piquing your interest thus far? I'm just so curious as to how many people are going to play Paul Casey after the uh, the semi withdrawal last week because I, you know, I think he'd be a good oh, player. Oh, poor, poor coach on the one and done with Paul Casey. Uh, okay, so a, a couple of guys that really stand out to me: Matt Fitzpatrick, of course. Um, otherwise known as Match Fitzpatrick, and he almost took it from Scotty and changed the whole trajectory of that WGC Dell match play, but he did not. After all, at 7,700, listen, I think Matt Fitzpatrick could be in the 8,000 range, and we wouldn't blink if he was, let's say, where Adam Scott is. In fact, I think you could probably swap Matt Fitzpatrick and Adam Scott, and it would make sense to a lot of people. So I like him quite a bit. Um, Corey Connors, I mean, I think a lot of people think of him as sort of a, a newer kid on the block, but he clearly has a lot of experience here and really good experience at that. An eighth and a tenth, his last two tries here is pretty impressive. Those guys really stick out to me. Other than that, I'd have to go maybe in the low 7K range. I don't think I can touch Cam Young here, although I think he's very intriguing. Uh, Max Homa is also intriguing, but his History here isn't great. Mark Leishman would be the only other guy I'd consider in this range. Uh, I I wish we knew kind of what version of Webb Simpson we were going to get because he's oh, been, I'm glad you mentioned it, right? You now. know, you know, Greg, because he's been awesome here, even in the year. Remember in 20 when it was like super soggy and wet and played even longer than normal, and everyone was like, "Well, Webb can't contend." Pops off for a top 10 there. I mean, he's he's only played. Uh, a couple of events since coming back from injury, but he's got my full attention. Yes, mine too. Uh, he's the first name in this range that well, Sergio sticks out to me a little bit. He's, he's missed his last three cuts here since winning. But so Sergio sticks out to me. Webb really sticks out. And the reason is I think he's healthy and, and I think he has learned the golf course. And he talked about that two years ago. Um, after the tied fifth in, in 2019. And then of course he won the spreadsheet masters and, sure. uh, and then a tied 10th and a, a tied 12th. So that's a kind of a course knowledge that is so valuable out here. And I, I think he is in good enough form to execute. Uh, he's learned that you don't have to be perfect out here. You don't have to take on every risk. You don't have to go for every flag and there's an easy way to play the course. 
And that strategy, excuse my voice, I'm so sorry, but that strategy will uh, will will put him in the mix, and and he makes for a very, in my opinion, safe fantasy option. Winning the spreadsheet masters uh, doesn't get you a full green jacket, just gets you a sleeve. I I've sent to him. <laughs> so Webb Simpson working on the rest of that uh, part of his attire. The six thousand dollar range here. Uh, there is. There's some interesting things like Tom Hoagie's been great this year. He's $6,700. Harris English, who has seemingly fallen off the face of the earth at the same price. Kevin Kisner at 68. You're getting some guys with a plenty of experience here. See, and then a couple of maybe newcomers and a couple of flyers uh, with the soft pricing. I find that you don't always have to go down this far in a big event like this. But if you had to, is there somebody that stands out? Yeah, there's a few guys. Um, Tom Hoagie's one of them. I mean, uh, listen, I, I just got done talking about guys with a lack of experience here that that are not a preference for me, but I think he has the game to maybe, you know, first of all, let, let's understand how many people are in this field. So making the cut, your six of six lineups are going to be a lot greater than they, they would be in an ordinary tournament. So I would expect Tom Hoagie to make the cut and to maybe, you know, put up some points on over the weekend. So I, I know he's not really considered the, the pedigree of some of those guys we talked about in the eight, nine K range and above, but I do like him. Uh, Gary Woodland is down here, right? Gary Woodland, I think, is in the sixty-seven hundred range or so. Nine hundred dollar Gary Woodland, yes, right. And listen, he he's going to be playing at the Valero, so we'll see what happens with him at the Valero. If he plays well, which I expect him to do, by the way, then I think you're looking at a very popular Gary Woodland at the Masters. Uh, Just a heads up, I, I wish first round leaders were out. Now they have outrights, but not first round leader numbers. As far as I can see, maybe, maybe if um you want to double check Caesars, Jacob, but he's 130 to one to win the tournament. And I'm only I'm just just to be fun. I expect his first round leader number actually to be shorter than that at like 100 to one. I think he's pretty sneaky in that regard. But as a DFS play, yeah, I, I like Gary Woodland. I think he's playing great. So Hoagie Woodland and Kevin Na would be the other guy I'd be taking a, a strong look at. Okay, Greg, you want to throw some uh, names into the ring here? Yeah, I, I think um, a really uh, I always love Tom Hoagie, um, but I, I'm, I am a little worried about the experience. Um, but Thomas Peters is really sticking out to me. Uh, and part of the reason is in this range, there are a lot of guys that either have no experience. You don't have the expectation that they're going to step up in a major. Um, and, and that kind of puts things on an edge, right? You say, OK, well, he's not really a possibility. So I'm playing for a made cut here, but I think Thomas Peters really has the game to contend if things go his way. So he's a risky play that I I think could be uh, of great value. And you start looking at everybody else and they're not in form or not playing well. But um, I mean, a guy like Cam Davis, not in form, but he could be a, a first round leader type play. If, if he finds something in his game, I think he has the ability uh, and the ball flight, the height, to, the trajectory on his shots to contend. So those two guys stick out to me as long enough. They have well, maybe not Cam Davis, but um, at least Thomas Peters has some experience and some good experience here. And so I, I think he's a really interesting play. Uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the cut rules, Sia, because uh, we've got 90 as of right now, 91 players in the field. We could add one more. We could get to 92, depending on the outcome of the of the Valero 
uh, Texas Open, but it's top 50 and ties. And the bottom 15 of this field is past champions. You got a couple of amateurs in there, guys that aren't likely to make the cut. So you're right, Sia, the six of six rate is going to be pretty astronomical and you're going to have to get the right combination with soft pricing. What are some ways that we can differentiate? Well, it's a good question. It, it would be one way would be what we mentioned a few minutes ago, which is starting your lineup, maybe not in that elite range. I mean, I think you can absolutely get away with doing that. Another would be to maybe load up on, on some of those 8K guys that honestly, just looking at it, initial view, I just don't think are going to be very popular. That that Tiger Woods range, if you will, I just don't think is going to be very popular. So if you wanted to swing that way while other people are swinging with sort of the the, the stars-ish, scrubs-ish, load up on the 7K guys, that would make a lot of sense too. So it really comes down to roster construction more than anything without really knowing the ownership. I think the ownership, especially in the elite range, I think it's going to be pretty well spread out. I don't think you're going to see you know one or two guys that are head and shoulders above the rest. I think the same is probably true with the 9K range. I think once you get to the 7K range, you'll start to see some chalky guys like you're I don't know that this is going to be a chalky guy, but a guy like Matt Fitzpatrick, I could see because the form is so good. He has some history here. I could see guys like that being chalky, and it's just a matter of whether you want to eat that chalk or go somewhere else. And the final thought here, Greg, is kind of in regards to what we're about to watch at the Valero Texas Open. We kind of pointed out the guys that are playing. Now, I I personally believe that the performances of especially Spieth, uh, especially Connors, especially Rory McIlroy could heavily impact uh the way they are treated next week i guess maybe my question is should it like if spieth goes nuts at valero or if spieth misses the cut at the valero should i care if rory plays well or doesn't play well should i care so i think it will but should it yeah i I think so it'll give you an idea of where their game is now the key is when you're evaluating this is not to get sucked into the finishing position Right. Don't look at a if Jordan Spieth finishes tied 35th, you got to look beyond the number T35 and you got to see how he did it. Did he finish tied 35 tied 35th with a, a, a triple bogey or or did he finish tied 35th with a really hot putter and terrible ball striking or did he hit it great and not make anything? And and those are those kind of scenarios paint a very different picture. So. The, the finishing position matters, to, but but not really. What matters is what they do performance-wise. And, and you're looking for a form with the golf swing. That's what I'm I, looking for. I do think all eyes, and I agree with that, I do think all eyes will be on Bryson and Jordan Spieth just because we're not really sure where their games are at. Uh, like whatever rust or swing changes some of these guys are going through, I, I think they're going to impact the master's ownership quite a bit if one of those two really has a good week at the Valero. All right. We're going to put a pin in it there for our uh, early look first glance at the masters uh, DFS pricing. We will obviously be be back with a full DFS preview Monday of masters week and lots of content for our first major championship. But for now I'll thank Producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the uh, scenes and behind the greens is what I was going to say. Uh, Sia Najad available on Twitter, Twitter at Sia Najad, Greg Ducharme uh, at The Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.